One of the most um, painful experiences that we can face in life is the breaking of, the prom of a promise, such as the parent who brought you into the world and promised to take care of you, all of a sudden walks away and never comes back, or a marital relationship that you thought would last until death, it suddenly uh, ended because one of the persons in, in that covenant had a change of heart. Or maybe an employer who promised to keep you until retirement without notice closes the position. Yet at the center of the universe, there is someone with never-ending faithful heart and love for us. It is easy in this world for us to ask the question in the midst of the betrayal or when that promise is broken, in whom can I trust? Listen to what the creator of heaven and earth says to us this morning. In Jeremiah 31.3, he says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with loving kindness. Beloved, in comparison to God's majestic creation, you and I are a minute object, yet we are loved by the one who laid the foundation of the earth, who put the stars in place, and even went a step forward and gave them names. Now, please listen to the message translation of this same verse. It reads, God told them, I have never quit loving you and never will. Expect love and more love and more love. See, if you and I have never experienced the love, this kind of love, the love of the Father, then we haven't truly been loved. You see, God spoke these words through the prophet Jeremiah during a time when Israel was experiencing desolation, judgment, captivity, God reminded them of his covenant and his loving kindness. The word loving kindness in the Hebrew is hesed. It means steadfast, loyal, faithful, never-ending love. It emphasizes the unity of those in a love relationship. 
It is not a changing love. It is a constant, faithful love. This is the message of Christmas, my friends. Through Jesus Christ, God is saying to us right now, today, I have never quit loving you, and I never will. I will keep my covenant. Unfortunately, in a society like ours, consumed by the things of the world, people hardly ever hear these words, let alone experience them. It's important to notice that there's a difference between a contract and a covenant. A contract is an agreement on which a person says to another, I promise to do this for you, but if you fail to keep the promise, then I'm no longer bound to keep my promise. On the other hand, a covenant is a vow, an oath, to be true to the promise one makes, regardless of whether or not the other person remains faithful. In a contract, we ask, am I getting what was promised? While in a covenant, we ask, am I giving what I promised? See the difference? Our God is not a contract God. A tit for a tat kind of God. Our God is a covenant-keeping God. He is an I love you, period, kind of God. In Romans 5.8, we read, But God demonstrated his love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Why? Because the gift giver is a faithful God. The story of the Old Testament is about a faithful God loving and unfaithful people. God delivered his people through Moses from Egyptian slavery in a powerful way. They literally saw the hand of God parting the Red Sea so that they would be able to walk in. They saw God provide for them over and over again and, and guiding them by day and by night. And one day when Moses went up the mountain to have a conversation with God, to receive guidance from God, well, the people got tired of waiting. What did they do? Did they start pacing around? We're tired and complaining. They went beyond that. They went around asking, whatever gold you have, the ring, the chains, the bracelet, let's put it all together and mold it into an idol. We have those in our lives too. 
And when Moses came down the mountain, there they were, worshiping a man-made idol. You see, God could have said, enough is enough. I've supplied all your needs abundantly. My presence has always been with you. I'm done with you, you rebellious people. But instead, he honored his covenant and sent his son, Jesus Christ, to redeem us. And Jesus paid a very high price for our redemption. Yes, Christmas is about a baby and a manger and Mary and Joseph and shepherds, angels and wise men. But I want you to know, my friends, that there is more. It is also about God Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, the great I am, keeping his promise. It's about God saying, I will not be unfaithful to you. I would rather send my son to die than to be unfaithful to you. The message from the manger to the cross is God saying, I love you. As the song says, in letters of crimson, God wrote his love on a hillside so long ago. I love you, written in red. When I visited Israel some years ago, one of the experiences that moved me the most was the day that we walked down the Via Dolorosa. And a man who had been my professor in seminary, Dr. Robert Tuttle, was retelling the story. And that night, I found myself asking, Lord, why did you die for me? And the answer, simple, because I love you. See, it is all about his unmerited, boundless love for us. If you and I would have been the only sinners here on earth, he still would have sent his son Jesus to die for us. As the world would say, he's a man of his word. No matter what you've been, what you've done, how dark your past is. Sometimes I hear people saying to me when we're talking about Jesus, well, you don't know what I've done. You don't know how bad I have sinned. No one can forgive me. Yes. There is one who loves us enough to forgive us. As a matter of fact, he promises that if we come to him, he will never cast us out. John 6, 37. 
We need to see him for who he really is and expect in God. A dangerous God, he sent his son to do dangerous work here on earth on our behalf. A faithful God. You see, he's a God who keeps his covenant. Jesus Christ is the completion of the promise God made to us to love us forever. Some of you know that I like country music. Not what's being produced right now, but what used to be produced years ago. And in 1987, Randy Travis made a famous song uh, titled, Forever and Ever, Amen. And the lyrics were written by Paul Overstreet and Don Schlitz. And I wanted to know what inspired the writers. So I did some digging. And according to Schlitz, the song was inspired by his little boy. Every time he said his nightly prayers, at the end of the prayer, he would turn to his mom and he would say, Mommy, I love you forever and ever. Amen. Those powerful words coming from a babe's mouth made them lots of money. This was uh, Randy Travis' third number one single on the U.S. Billboard country music chart. And one of the verses in that song says, If you wonder how long I'll be faithful, I'll be happy to tell you again. I am going to love you forever and ever. Amen. Beloved, this is the yearning. This is the cry of every human heart. To love and to be loved faithfully. I know that in this world, that kind of love is difficult to find. Even spouses or children or cousins or neighbors, most of the times, 99.9% .9 of the time, they love us conditional, conditionally. I love you if you change your behavior, you change the way you act, you change your attitude. I love you, but you really need to lose some weight. You really need to do something about the way you keep this house. We've all known that kind of love. And at times we come from a family of origin, because that's where it all happens, as peanuts would say. It's that family of origin. When, where we never heard mom or dad say to each other that they love each other. And we never heard them say it to us. 
And so sometimes we grow up without an emotional language, without really knowing how to put into words our feelings. And the message that is sent to a lot of men in our society is be strong. Men don't cry. Men don't show their feelings. Men don't speak with emotions. And I tell you what, that's a message from the pit of hell. God created us to have emotions. It's okay to say, I love you. It's okay to say, I feel hurt. Or I feel happy. Or I feel sad. And so we go through life hardly ever hearing those words or saying it. And if you're one of those persons, today is a a good day when you go back home to call your child or your parent or your friend, those whom you love, and say to them, I want to tell you I love you. Don't live life out of your regrets, but out of your rewards. You don't want to wait until you're dying to say, I wish I would have told my son or my wife or my husband how much I really love them. Or I wish I would have given them a hug. You never know when that hug might be the last hug. Or those words would be your last words. You want, we we want to keep a clear account of our actions as we go through life. Because that is the cry of our hearts. To love and to be loved in return, faithfully. I invite you to open your heart today to the everlasting love of God. Sometimes we go through the motions in church and we belong to every committee or small group but have never truly experienced a touch from God, nor his everlasting love. Because you see, that word everlasting means, you know, yesterday, today, and forever. But I just want to remind you. (laughs) Don't go through the motions without the devotion, without knowing, experiencing in your own life the boundless love of God just for you. Perhaps, as I said, no one has loved you that way before. But I want to tell you today that God is faithful and true that he will never leave you nor forsake you. 
And if he has to move heaven and earth on your behalf, he will. He is whispering to our hearts right now. I have loved you with an everlasting love. And I will never quit. The question before us this morning is how am I going to respond to his faithful love for me today? You, you see, sometimes we, we, we want to bring God to our level. And we think that God will love us like all those people in our lives have loved us. Years ago, I was talking to someone about the love of God, and this person said, I've been rejected all my life. My dad left me. Later on, my mom died. Then the man I loved one day came home and said he didn't want to be married anymore. How can you tell me that God can love me? And I said, may I take your hand? And she said, yes. And I took her by the hand, and I took her outside. It was a beautiful day. Beautiful clouds. Warm day in Florida. And I said, he loves you this much that he created this just for you. I said, may we pray. And I invited the Holy Spirit to touch her heart at that time so that she would sense the love of the Father for her. And it happened. And it is still happening today. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you that in the fullness of time you send your only Son, Jesus Christ, to show us how deep is your love for us? You know what we brought in our hearts this morning. You know the loneliness. You know the despair. You know the broken promises that we have endured. And you know the pain. And some of us, maybe there might be somebody here today still stuck in that pain of the broken promise. And so in Jesus' name, I invite you, Holy Spirit, to bring healing to our hearts. May we sense the love of the Father today, December 18, 2022, as we have never felt it before. Move about us, O Holy Spirit. Bring healing and wholeness to our hearts. Bring healing to our bodies. May every organ in our body be in line with your word. Bring healing to our spirits and our emotions. And may we answer, may we respond to your amazing boundless love today. May this 
holy season be one of joy, expectation, and the peace that passes all understanding in our hearts. This we pray in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.